Welcome to Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. DeRoghi. This week, Hitchhiker, by Regina Clark. When it comes to reality, for the insect world or for us, nothing is as it appears to be. So that's where you begin. I'm saying, Soma added, staring at us in that relentless way she had, perception is relative. That's not a new idea, I said. Neither of those is a new idea. They're both very old ideas. I was not her favorite student, but she responded undeterred, eager to bend our minds, my mind, to her own. So you say, but what if we are just discovering what we see right now? What if these ideas have never existed before and will never exist or can exist until we have said so, each of us, one by one, right now. Can you prove otherwise, Galen? We were on a field trip, exploring the essence of bug reality, her specialty. Having Soma as my instructor for the second time was something I would have avoided if I'd had the option, because she insisted on agreement in application. The thought of having to go through her course twice was a real catalyst for most to get it right. I'd been lax on my first round, more interested in obtaining the friendship of my female associates. Thus I had failed the course by being chronically distracted. On this second outing, I caught Soma watching me often, waiting, or hoping, to find my attention wandering. Our initial effort will be to ascertain what we think we see and prove its validity for others. You must be convincing and provide evidence we can accept. Now, all of you come with me. We followed her like little school children, marching single file down the long corridor to her laboratory, which was filled with cast-off junk, glass boxes used for her live specimens, and state-of-the-art equipment all jumbled together. She opened one of the boxes, half-filled with water, and took something out of it. She turned to face us, swinging her cape so that it floated down around her in a slow curve. She held up an insect, its pincers clearly visible. Now, prove I am holding a live Lathocerius americanus, or a hemipteria. We see it, called out Daniel, an eager young fellow who stood on my left. The whole group laughed, but he was undaunted. His hair was striped in blue and magenta. All right, I suppose someone had to say that. Soma said, and better it is a novice. She tried unsuccessfully to hide her annoyance. Now the rest of you, treat the matter seriously. It was an interesting choice of insect for the demonstration, I must admit. Giant waterbugs are known for their skill at playing dead. They can stay unmoving for hours, no blinking. The one Soma held looked very dead as she waved it around. I wondered if it was conjuring ideas of revenge in its masked state. That's just the point, a girl spoke up. She was new to our Institute for the Study of Resonance, where I had, alas, been assigned for close to three years. Her hair stood up in red spikes all over her head. Had I missed a memo about dress code? I ran a hand through my all-brown hair, 
and wondered how I'd look if I changed it to green. There's no matter to take seriously, she went on, unless we want to. It's a choice. Why is that? What are you saying? Soma was curious now, an unusual state for her when it came to us. It's just, if we all decide that seeing you with a live Lethoceros Americanus fits our mutual perception of reality, that's all the proof we need. If we don't agree, then it, and by inference you, don't exist. That is, she added thoughtfully, you both exist, but somewhere else, not here. We freaking do agree, Daniel said. Look at us, we're talking about the bug with her. We're not crazy. He waved his hands about in agitation. Your name? Soma asked, looking at the girl. Elsa. Tell me, Elsa. Just how do we agree which version of us, or of this creature I'm holding, is real? Soma asked. Top quark, I said aloud, before I could stop myself. I gave a silent curse. Soma spun around. Really? Exactly what does that mean, Galen? Apart from what you've learned in your physics course, the one you passed so easily. I ignored the dig. It's been proven, I said. More than once, matter generated out of sufficient particle acceleration. I said, forget the physics. Explain yourself. Soma dangled the bug from her right hand as she gestured to the group to sit down on the floor. The low hum of supercomputers surrounded us, along with the faint scratching of insects, wary of their glass prisons. I resisted a sigh. I just mean nothing is real, like nothing at all. Everything is just an infinite series of possibilities. It's a matter of consciousness and focus. Once we decide to take a specific path, and we decide on choose a new path every second, all but one possibility collapses. That's the keystone, the core of proof. Here and now we're together because this is the one route we all chose for now. We are in the same place, so is the bug. All other routes have ceased to exist for us and by implication for the bug, so all of us are equally real for each other. As far as you take it, yes, that's what I mean, Elsa said. Her eyes were as red as her hair, but somehow I didn't find that disturbing. I was very interested in her outlook. Only, you're talking about possibilities, she said, shaking her head. I'm talking about probabilities. What I'm saying is that I think all the probabilities that are inherent prior to the existence of your top quark could still remain in existence, simply placed elsewhere. In other realities, each of them is its own keystone, you could say. Each one brought into existence by its own reality as a top quark, if you see what I mean, she added, looking at me. Does this scenario include giant waterbugs? I asked. After all, they lack imaginative power not to mention they have little control over their survival. You mean we have agreed they do not? Somewhere else it could be entirely different, you see. The insect could have a much more expanded reality in which to live. I could have sworn I saw the waterbug lift its short antenna in sudden attention. Soma seemed bemused for a moment. Then she rallied. Her certainty principle surfaced. Elsa, that's nice speculation but far too abstract and entirely without evidence, I'm afraid. Everyone, do you all agree that there's just us and we are proof of Galen's top quark? We are the proof this insect exists! She shouted, clapping her hands with much enthusiasm, ignoring the fact that the Lethocerius Americanus was promptly tossed through the air, 
making a perfect arc before landing on the shelf next to my head. I turned to look, and its eyes, fully alert, were studying me intently. Everyone nodded their heads up and down for Soma's benefit, all of them confused but willing, except Elsa and me. We were disinclined. I, for one, was bored. I wanted to go eat lunch. The theatrics of academia were not and never had been my cup of tea. I always felt the lecturers had too much time on their hands, so to speak. Galen, what do you say? Soma liked unanimity. I hesitated before answering, Imp of the perverse, I imagine. I had made more than one expedition into probability, into the uncertainty of time and space. It was, in fact, a special talent of mine. She leaned toward me. Her voice became so soft that I could hardly hear her. I doubted the others could. Surely, you must agree that we are the top quark, the only one. You brought it up, after all. Of course, I said at last, in apparent concession. We're just talking about the logic of abstract theories, right? Earth is a long way from discovering evidence of anything beyond the top quark. I just don't like to be absolutist. I mean, in the end, anything's possible, isn't it? Ah, yes, Soma said. She laughed and swept toward the door, enveloped in her cape, all of us in tow. Or almost all of us. Soma needed to keep her eye on the new girl. Elsa had the right idea. For me, it was a matter of assignment be damned I'd had enough. I decided to enter an inherent probability. There were, after all, so many available, each one with its own tipping point and its own rules. Yet, just as I did so, at the moment everything was about to shift, I felt the sudden, inexorable presence of the Lethoceros Americanus on my shoulder. This has been Hitchhiker. Written by Regina Clark. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. Thank you.